Welcome to the Hoppy Retirement Show, featuring Amy Marks course from KMOX and Jeff Sachs with Sachs Financial. Now, Amy and Jeff and the Hoppy Retirement Show. There it is. That was a good one. I like it. How are yeah. you, Jeff? I'm doing good, Amy. I'm good. excited about today's uh, today's episode. Me too. And so is our favorite our guest favorite of the guest. show. One could say an all-star guest, Jill Sachs of Sachs Wealth Management. Again, I couldn't be happier <laughs> to be here and share in this deliciousness with you guys. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great today. Uh, today is IPAs and IRAs. Why, are, why, uh, why do we care? What are they? And we're going to talk about it. Uh, and I realized when we were talking about this topic, when it comes to IPAs, we could spend 20 episodes at least just talking about all the different types of IPAs that are out there in the St. Louis craft beer world. Um, but today we're going to simplify it. We're going to talk about one specific IPA. We're really going to just talk about what is an IPA. And then we're going to go in to talk about IRAs, why they're important, how they came about, and why we really like them when it comes to financial planning. Um, they're both very, I mean, it's amazing to see how similar hmm. they are when we start talking about it. Okay, so what are we drinking today? Because I have to say, this is really, really good. It is great. You know, we're fortunate in St. Louis that we have so many great craft brew uh, brews out there and breweries that are making amazing things. And one of them is Modern Brewery. Uh, and, and again, if you haven't been there, it's a fantastic uh, place to go. Uh, they have amazing beer. Uh, this beer is very complex. There's two different styles of IPAs. There's traditional IPAs that came from the West Coast, and not to get too nerdy about IPAs, but then there are the uh, the opposite almost of uh, traditional IPA, which is super, super bitter, to the New England style IPA, which is less bitter and more fruity. A lot of people call them hazy IPAs mm. or um, juicy IPAs. And today what we are drinking is a, a great title for a beer called Three Stacks of High Society. Uh, and I first found it not because I had had the beer, but because I liked the name. I don't know if you're a fan of the movie Rounders. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's a great sign. A couple of times um, it, it said, I'm, you know, I'm starting out the day um, uh, with three stacks of high society. And at the end of the show, at the end of the movie, he talks about how he walks in the big pivotal scene uh -huh. and asks for three stacks of high society. And it's amazing because that's, that's a lot of money to gamble with. But so this beer is amazing, too. It's very complex. It's great. It is a um, uh, New England style IPA. Okay, because yeah, it's very, it's not bitter. No. It's very fruity and refreshing. Yep. And it has uh, oat uh, in it as well. And it has milk sugar. Uh, so it has a little bit of sweetness on there. Okay. Now, this is a milk sugar. And I remember we were talking about cream, like, in like cream soda, like it's a fake out. This yes. is not a fake out. This, this is real. This is real. This is actually a beer that has some milk in it, so they could call it uh, a New England uh, pale ale with oat and cream. So they could call it a cream ale almost, and it'd be real. And it's the it's great. And you know, one of my favorite lines from the end of the movie uh, when Matt Damon win uh, not to spoil it. I'm sure everybody's seen it. I mean, it's an old enough movie, but at the very end, Teddy KGB turns to him and says, pay him, pay him his monies. I'm not going to do Teddy's accent, but <laughs> that's what he says. And I feel like when you drink this beer, you're getting rewarded because it is such a rich and full beer. I don't it know, really Joe, what do you is. think? 
It's delicious. It's definitely delicious. Lost for words. It's got layers to it. <laughs> it does. Now, I'm sure people might be thinking, wait a minute, IPAs, IRAs, they can't really be that similar. Certainly, right. it's a stretch. But but no. No. Yeah. So when we were getting ready for this, I was doing some research on, uh, we know what IPAs, uh, IPAs are, we know what IRAs are, but I was doing some research about dates, when they started, how they came about. So listen to this. This is how similar an IPA and an IRA, not just that they have similar letters, but in 1974, the IRA was started, was was created because of uh, a congressional change in, in a specific uh, document. Uh, in 1975, the first IPA was brewed. In 1997, there was really what's called the bitter wars. And that was in the late 90s when IPAs really became the rage for everybody. And it's still one of the most popular styles of beer brewed today and consumed today. Um, and there was a race to add as much bitter, as much hops in as possible. And a lot of times people say, I don't like IPAs because they're so bitter. Yeah. It's from that. And also in 1997, the Roth IRA which uh, which we're not going to talk about today. We could, but we're not. But a Roth IRA was started in 97. Uh, and then in 2019, there was even more changes to IRAs. But around that same time, New England IPAs, which is what we're drinking, started to go mainstream. But it wasn't uh, – but it, it, it's just amazing. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stop there because we have to talk about why IRAs are important. And can I start from like square one? Because I think a lot of us know or think we know what an IRA is. But then when we have to elaborate for longer than seven seconds, we realize maybe we don't. So what is an IRA? Well, I'm going to start by saying an IRA stands for an individual retirement account. And that's the first thing you need to know. It is for you, for your retirement and I'm going to turn it over to Jill because she's going to really get into the IRAs. Well, it's one of my favorite things to talk it about. Is. I love I love <laughs> when I can spend I hours and hours talking about IRAs. <laughs> right? I love when I can look back at the history of why things uh, evolved in the financial services industries and IRAs are one of the greatest tools that we have. So really the timing of the IRA came about when uh, companies became Uh, less likely to offer pensions. In the mid-70s, some companies decided that they didn't want the responsibility of having uh, providing retirement benefits. Uh, That just became a little bit too much for them for whatever reason. And so there became this alternative where the worker then became responsible for saving for their own retirement. And so enter the individual retirement account for that. So individual retirement account, IRA, it can represent a bunch of different things. Uh, Your 401k at work is is a type of individual retirement account, but unlike a 401k, a regular IRA allows you to be in control of it without having an employer sponsor. And a lot of our clients ask us what they can put in an IRA. Um, I know this answer, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, is there anything, I mean, what, what makes up an IRA? When I first learned about it, uh, my, my dad, who is my mentor in the financial services industry, he told me it's like a house. And, and that he is, told me it was like a table. <laughs> yeah, like a table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the house analogy. <laughs> I'm not like really sure better. how it's like a table. <laughs> I can see this. We're going to talk about know, this right? later. <laughs> 
So you can put whatever you want to in your house. Of course, there's some limitations, but when you think of the traditional things that you would put in an IRA, you're thinking of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, that kind of stuff. So uh, it is pretty flexible and allows you to uh, invest at your own um, risk tolerance, at your own risk level, you know, take take advantage of what you want to take advantage of within all those opportunities. I think it gives you control. And what we what we see with a lot of our clients is they come in and say, can I have an IRA or what do I do with this? Or they don't even know if they have a 401k or an IRA because from a uh, retirement standpoint or from a uh, person who's saving money, they're looking and saying, well, I'm just putting money away in this vehicle that happens to be tax deferred, meaning you're not paying taxes when you put the money in. And if you add money to an IRA, you actually are getting a tax credit for adding after-tax money to your account. So when we talk to people, we say, yes, you can have an IRA and we can help you manage that IRA and and really take advantage of tax-deferred uh, growth and savings. So, you know, I know you guys mentioned it's a tool for retirement, but what then sets the IRA apart? Why why should I care so much about an IRA? Why is it so important? I think that's a great question. So the key to it is allowing you to defer paying taxes. And that is uh, what we like to call compound growth. And so instead of taking money out every year to pay the taxes, you get to leave that in there and then earn money on that money. And so when you decide to take money out Whenever that would be, that's when you would pay taxes on it. So you get to defer the taxes, and that's a, a great tool to have. Who can contribute to an IRA? Are, are there limits? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the yes. Round it no. up for today. <laughs> that's right. Uh, tune in next time. No. Um, yes, there are. So the, the biggest qualification for an IRA today is that you have to have earned income, meaning you have to have some sort of taxable money coming into you. And there's lots of ways to define that. But in general, if you are working, and um, even if you're contributing to a 401k at work, you can still contribute to an IRA. There are limits for how much you can put in. Uh, Currently, if you're under the age of 50, it's $6,000 per year for you and or your spouse, regardless if one of you is or isn't working. And then if you're over 50, um, there's what's called a catch-up provision, which allows you to add an extra $1,000. So if you're over 50 and you have the ability to do it because of the extra money that you might have on a monthly basis, you can contribute up to $7,000. Hmm. Excellent. So it appeals to a lot of people and it, you would consider it a critical part of retirement planning. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that everybody should be looking at um, depending on your income. And we can get into that when we start doing an analysis and saying, what what does your income look like? Can you contribute? Are you phased out because you make too much money? But in general, it is one of the easiest and best ways for anybody, regardless of what age you are or where you are in your retirement, to save some money for retirement. Well, Jeff, I just took the last sip of my three stacks of high society. But before I let you go, because you are such an expert, I know there's this incredible story about Fritz Maytag. Yes. The Maytags and IPAs. Yes. I mean, uh, this was interesting to me, and I hope it's interesting to everybody, um, but Fritz Maytag of the Maytag family, 
You know the Maytag family, right? Absolutely. Uh, cheese. Um, what else? Um, washing machines. That's right. <laughs> Same family. So dad had the washing machines, and I think a sibling had the um, dairy farm where they made the cheese. And c- along comes Fritz Maytag, and in 1965, he was in California and decided that he wanted to um, drink some really good beer. He liked a beer style called Anchor, uh, called Steam Beer which was produced by this little-known company called Anchor Steam uh, Brewing Company. And in 1965, he bought that company. He he helped them survive. They were about to go out of business. And in in 1975, 10 years later, he changed the way uh, beer styles that he liked and started brewing what became uh, West Coast IPA. And because of Fritz Maytag and his love for this style of beer, we have it today as one of the most popular beers uh, sold today. No kidding. The Maytag family. So when you're doing laundry today, right. afterwards, have, you should have, have a beer. Have three stacks of high society while you're folding your laundry uh-huh. and think of Fritz Maytag. I love it. <laughs> and if you've got more questions about IRAs and IPAs for that matter, you can give Jeff a call. You can make an appointment today. He'll meet you at his office. Or maybe if you want to head on over to Modern Brewery, you guys could meet there too. 314-266-9845. You can also go to saxfinancial.com. And don't miss a podcast. Subscribe at kmox.com slash retirement. And until next time, make sure that you have a wonderful, full, hoppy retirement.